Let's see. Now, is it the medical necessity form? Or maybe you call it a PCS. We're going to take a minute and talk everything certificate of medical necessity in this episode of the QMC EMS Port Collar Podcast. Thanks for downloading. We're really glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Collar. News and thought-provoking discussion for today's emergency medical service professional. The Board and Collar podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's Board and Collar podcast from QMC's business development team, Chuck Humphrey. If you live in the non-emergency ambulance transport world, then the words medical necessity form or the letters PCS for physician's certification statement are probably most familiar to you. A certificate of medical necessity is required to bill a claim to Medicare for a non-emergency transport. But the entire concept is often so misunderstood that we decided to devote an entire podcast episode to understanding the difference in the types of medical necessity forms that are required. You know, the industry has become accustomed to using the term PCS to refer to anything medical necessity. But last year, when the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, created two distinct medical necessity categories, using the term PCS became pretty much inappropriate. So we're suggesting you begin using the term Certificate of Medical Necessity when you're referring to the two medical necessity documents as they relate to the permitted person signing the documents. And that would be the physician's certification statement or the PCS or the non-physician certification statement or the N-PCS. These are the documents required by Medicare and some Medicaid programs, or they're also requested and required by many commercial payers now as well and they are used to certify patient medical necessity for ambulance transport. Now remember, as it pertains to Medicare, the federal government does not dictate what the medical necessity form must look like, nor will you find a titled form template on any CMS website. Coverage of the ambulance services and the rules surrounding the use of medical necessity statements are contained in the federal register 42 CFR 410.40. And the language in the statute simply requires, quote unquote, a statement signed and dated that certifies that medical necessity of the patient is met. The ambulance industry has developed a type of boilerplate form to make it easier for the healthcare professional signing to provide us with the information that we need to support the billing of the claim for the transport provided we've given our friends in the institutional world a nice generic checkbox and sign here format piece of paper. But that's really not the quote unquote official form. There is no official form. So PCS and NPCS statements are a means for the proper person to sign a written statement attesting to the patient's need to be transported from one location to another using an ambulance vehicle. You know, in actuality, the person signing is so much more important than what he or she is signing. The signature, not the form. 
The document is all about the patient and whatever it looks like and whoever signs it does not guarantee payment for the ambulance trip. Plus it is useless as a standalone document when it's separated from the associated patient care reports or the PCRs. Remember, the certificate of medical necessity is not an ambulance prescription pad. There just is no such thing. And any certificate of medical necessity must correlate with the corresponding PCR as the two documents combine to support one another. So what's the difference? What is that difference between a PCS and an NPCS? Let's look at the PCS first. The physician certification statement can be used for all non-emergency transports, routine, unscheduled, and scheduled. A doctor executes a written statement as per the definition. That's why it's called a physician certification statement. It is physician executed. The statement must be signed and dated by the patient's attending physician, certifying that the payer's medical necessity provisions are met. Whatever the end product medical necessity statement looks like, it must be properly signed and include all of the information necessary to prove that transportation by any other means other than an ambulance for this patient in this scenario would not be an option without jeopardizing the patient's health and well-being. Or put another way, the statement certifies that the patient is bedbound as defined by criteria, or that the patient is medically necessary minus bedbound criteria, and those are following the rules as established by CMS. A PCS is the only certification statement, the only one that can be used to verify medical necessity for routine scheduled non-emergency ambulance transports, or what we commonly refer to as the RISNATs. The PCS must be completed, signed, dated, and executed prior to the first transport of the repetitive transport series. And a repetitive transport series is defined as in three individual transports in a 10-day period, or at least one transport each week for three consecutive weeks for the very same reason. An NPCS, the non-physician certification statement, cannot be used to certify risk nets. Now, let's look at the non-physician certification statement. This certification is used for non-repetitive scheduled or unscheduled transport scenario. So it's not fitting that definition of once a week for three weeks or three times in the 10-day period. As with the PCS, it again is not about the form. It is about who verified the medical necessity using that written document, whatever it looks like, and that it certifies that the transport by any other means for this patient other than an ambulance is contraindicated for this patient in this moment for this condition and the requirements pertaining to what person and their role of who can sign off on the statement is somewhat relaxed. So in the PCS, it's got to be a physician. That's why it's called a physician's certification statement. In the NPCS, it's a non-physician. Let's look at that for a minute. So for the NPCS, the person signing the form must fit these criteria. And here is the list of people who can possibly sign. Now, first of all, these people have to have personal knowledge 
of the patient's condition at the time of the ambulance transport, when it is ordered, and when the service is provided. The person signing the NPCS must be employed by the patient's attending physician or by the hospital or facility where the patient is being or has been treated and from which the patient is being transported. So it's the sending facility that the person must be employed by and not the receiving facility. The person signing and attesting to the medical necessity of the patient can be one of these people a physician's assistant or a PA, a nurse practitioner, a clinical nurse specialist, a registered nurse, a licensed practical nurse, a social worker or a licensed social worker, a case manager, any person who carries the title of discharge planner, or in the state of Texas, it also includes their level of certification called the licensed vocational nurse or the LVN. So let's take another look. Recapping. Certificates of medical necessity encompass two distinct categories, the PCS or the physician certification statement and the NPCS or the non-physician certification statement. The feds do not require a specific form or form format. We urge you to check state Medicaid and commercial payer requirements for those unique rules that may be specific to those payers. And those may differ from the federal mandates. Bottom line is folks, best practice, know the rules that drive what form is required. But also remember that a certificate of medical necessity is absolutely required for all non-emergency transports billed to Medicare. And that's scheduled trips, unscheduled trips, repetitive or non-repetitive trips. And that's a wrap. You know, be sure to check out our other podcast episodes by searching for the QMC EMS Board and Collar Podcast on the podcast channel of your choice. You're going to find over 140 different episodes including our popular Excludes My Medic podcast magazine. Until the next time that we connect to talk more about ambulance billing, hey, be safe out there. <laughs>